This is the Lakin Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast with addiction specialist, Dr. Greg Lakin. Real people, real stories, real addiction, and real recovery journeys. The Road to Recovery starts now. All right, Doc, it's all yours. Thank you, Phil. Hey, today we have Stephen. Stephen is uh, a gentleman that has a story to tell that I think is very inspiring and not atypical. And so, um, but again, it just goes to show that with um, persistence, you can make a difference in your own life and, and you really, it's your journey. And he's one that I think has a great story to tell. But Stephen, you know, I, and thanks for coming today. I appreciate it because nothing is more empowering than, than a good success story. And if people out there um, that have addiction issues, if they, you know, really want help, they don't want to hear some doctor talk about the neurobiology of addiction. I mean, I, I could, you know, drone on forever, but um, you know, you're a good success story, and 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 as far as you've come is is inspiring to me. But yeah, tell us tell us when the addiction and the behavior started. <clears throat> okay, um, let's see. Sometimes it's it's hard to remember that far back because right. my life has changed so much. But um, I think uh, it was probably a good uh, maybe. Almost 20 years ago, I'd say that uh, I was introduced and uh, and became addicted, and I probably uh, suffered through it for a good five, six years before I decided to really make a change and get clean. Um, do you want to know like how it started? And, like, yeah, so started? you're you're on the you're in Connecticut now, right, or the right. East Coast? Right, yeah. I lived in Connecticut. Um, yeah. So it actually started with um, I had a, a sinus infection. And uh, I didn't. I didn't realize I had a sinus infection. Well, the doctor didn't realize that I had a sinus infection. So uh, I went to the doctor, and um, and he prescribed something for pain, which mm -hmm. was Vicodin. Right. Um, I had never taken it before, um, and you know I, I started taking it when I had the pain, and um, you know obviously made the pain better. But um, one thing I noticed was uh, when I was at work, you know there were some people I didn't particularly care for, <laughs> right. and uh, I noticed when I was taking the medication, you know I didn't mind them so much. Right. You know, right. and uh, so I, I kind of put two and two together that it was that that was doing it, and um, I figured, well, if if it works this good um, when I'm in pain, I wonder what would happen if I took it and I wasn't in pain. Right. So that's what happened, and and you know, and I and I and I took it, and. Uh, you know, there was a, that, and once you start doing stuff like that, you you start learning things about other people. You mm -hmm. mention a few key words, and right. it opens them up to you know what their uh, illicit hobbies are. So um, there was a guy that I worked with who actually started selling them to me, mm -hmm. and, uh, and 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 that was fine at first because it was just uh, like maybe a Friday Saturday thing. And uh, I, did, I didn't really, I didn't miss it so much. But as time went on, I, I started spending more and more money on it. And um, that's when I started, uh, you know, really getting hooked on it and getting, getting really bad into it. So I found ways to, you know, I, I had a, a doctor at the time. Um, he, he wrote them out quite a bit. In fact, right. he, he was known to, 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 he had a reputation for doing that. Right. Um, <clears throat> whether it was that he just didn't care or you know back in the day physicians didn't understand the danger so much right more, much more right. freewheeling you and, know? And, yeah. and, and to his credit I was lying right you know I was lying um, but then um, I, I also started uh, going to the emergency room mm -hmm. and uh, I would uh, 
complain of all kinds of pains that I didn't have. Um, when that stopped working so good, I actually started making pain for myself. I, you know, I think I still have some of the scars to this day. Uh, I'd hold my arms up to the stove. Mm -hmm. I'd get it good and red and hot, and I would actually burn my hands. Right. And uh, and if people would ask me why how I was able to do that, it's because mm -hmm. I think I was able to shut it off because the the pain that I was feeling from the burns was so much less, and I was so less afraid of that pain than I was of the pain of withdrawal. Right. So it was easy for me to do that. And and if you show up at the hospital with a burn, mm -hmm. there obviously you're hurt. Um, so that's that's when it started getting really bad. And um, and then at this time, was it hydrocodone, oxycodone? I mean, what what Percocet? It, it, it was it was Vicodin, uh, Percocet. Uh, we don't really have Lortab on the on the uh, East Coast. Oh, is I, that right? I, I've yeah. never even heard. No, of I heard that. I heard the Percocet yeah. were much more uh, common than than the, than the Lortab. Right. There. Yeah. Right. And uh, oxycodone was uh, it, uh, it was pretty popular at the time because sure. uh, you know the it, it was still kind of new yeah so there was a quite a bit of that going around and that would be the oxycontins or the long-acting yeah the, the, the 80 milligrams absolutely the, yeah. whatever I, yeah. I didn't care i didn't discriminate whatever i can get absolutely. my hands on yeah. whatever i could talk of mm -hmm. the doctor into giving to me um then one day uh when it started getting really bad uh was when i was introduced to heroin mm -hmm. and um I, I wasn't even sure it was heroin. Right. I, I think they had a name, P-Dope or something for it, and someone had told me, yeah, it comes in these little bags, it's this brown powder, and it's just it works just as good, it's the same thing, so I figured, what the hell, I'll try it, because it's cheaper, and right. it worked good. Yeah. And it, it worked good. Yeah. It worked good. And, you know, that's when I started. I, I, I never injected it, but I, but I sniffed it. And, um, you know, that, now, at this point, my whole life, uh, is, is basically tied into this drug, you know, anything that brings me joy, anything that I have to do, and I always went to work too, even even with right. I, I had a I had a pretty uh, good work ethic even back then, but um, it, things that I enjoy doing um, were always tied to that. That was the number one priority. If I didn't have that, then it, it wasn't. It just wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to be any fun. I wouldn't even be able to function. You know, that, that was that was at that point that I, I just, uh, it was the first thing I thought about when I went to bed and the last thing I thought about before I, you know, sort of rather when I got up and when I went to bed, it's always the first thing you think about. Um, and then money-wise, or like you said, you had to work. Yeah, no, I had to and work, had, yeah. but, you know, a good, of course I was behind on bills, uh, um, I could barely make rent, um, we were struggling, we were struggling. And uh, I think it was it was around the time uh, that my son was born that uh, um, I decided that uh, I wanted to make a change, and um, uh, I had gone. I had tried actually. I had purchased methadone and suboxone mm -hmm. uh, when I was in the throes of addiction, and um, so I knew it would work. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to a methadone clinic in Connecticut called Connecticut Counseling Centers, mm -hmm. and. Um, and the doctor there, can I, can I say his name? Can I say yeah. the doctor's name? Uh, his, his name was Dr. Mark Krauss. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, he's just a fantastic guy. He reminds me of a lot of you. Oh, uh, he's, he's a real personable, yeah. fantastic guy. And mm -hmm. uh, he was, I remember him telling me, I, I remember I was embarrassed when I told him that I was burning my hands on the stove and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I expected him to give me a cross-eyed look, and, but he didn't. He just said, well, you know, 
I'm glad you're here because you need to be here. And that, that made me feel good. So I was, I, I got on the methadone mm -hmm. and, you know, after, you know, adjusting to the right dosage, because methadone is kind of, you know, too much will make you not off and yeah, too absolutely. little. Yeah. So uh, I was on that for about a year. And uh, then I decided to make the switch to Suboxone because he, I had also picked him to be my regular doctor outside of the methadone clinic because it just made sense to me. Um, Could you feel your brain starting to change? once you got on the methadone or something that was long acting and you're not doing this all day to your I mean did you feel uh, like the cravings the withdrawals the the urgency the 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 fear did, did it start to what to, to become more manageable at that time or, or not till later it, it, it did it did become manageable one one thing that, I, that I've learned um, that I, I had to relearn was that um, the the medication, the Suboxone, the, the methadone, because in, 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 to my brain, they, they're both the same. It's mm -hmm. just to me, I like Suboxone better because it had less of the side effects and the BS that goes along with it. But uh, the, it only fixes the addiction. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fix the rest of the mess, which was my life. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that was, uh, that was my wrongful thinking at first, mm -hmm. that once I got clean, everything was going to just become wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it did not. It did not. I had I had made such a mess of my life that uh, you know once I, I I was able to take care of that, I needed to start to to fix things and learn how to enjoy things again without actually deal with life. We, we actually yeah. deal with life. <laughs> yeah. 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 And in fact, maybe that's it's the only thing I could think of is why a lot of people. Uh, go back to it is because they, they they do this and they go through this and now this you know you, f you almost feel like there's this big giant hole in your life mm -hmm. you know and and now it's gone and you got to find something to fill it with and maybe some people just can't learn how to how to do that again right to find the, the good things that they had in their life before um, they were a slave to this drug well and I th you have such a quick fix there if you just take another dose you got such a quick fix of dealing with all your other life issues at least for that moment in time but so now you coherent you're in the present and now you're so it's not an easy journey necessarily but obviously you've made it yeah yeah, yeah no um, getting clean was actually the easy part mm -hmm. just staying clean was the hard part yeah. and uh, I'm actually really proud of myself to say that, that once I got cleaned, I, I had the mindset that I, I'm not going to go back. Mm -hmm. and, and it's been a good um, between 13 and 14 years now. You know, yeah. I've lost count. And um, so, no, it's not an easy journey, but little by little, um, fixing things and, and learning to become human again. Mm -hmm. it, you know, I consider myself to have a decent life now. You know, good life, yeah. And once you've been clean for a certain period of time, now you know, I mean, you're back in control, you got confidence, you know that life is good on this side, mm -hmm. and so you don't feel like, I mean, maybe you're cautious, but you don't feel like you're going to relapse, you don't feel like no. you've got willpower, you've got... Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I'm going to relapse, not at this point, not at this point in the game. Um, Every day that goes by, you think about it a little bit less, mm -hmm. because uh, I mean, even to this day, if I if I think back on some of the experiences and the drugs and the way they made me feel, you know, I get that butterfly feeling in my stomach, and yeah. you know, then I, you know, at this point, I, I could laugh it off and move on, but uh, I think um, 
I think at this point I'm probably still in recovery, mm-hmm. you know, and probably always will be, and I'm okay with that. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I accept that because I, I think I think it would just be one slip up away from going back. Right. And I always keep that in the back of my head, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not going to let that happen. Absolutely. Fifteen years is amazing. Now you're professional. You've been at a high tech job for a long time. Mm-hmm. Family. Bought a house. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Bought a house. Kids. Yep. That boy you were worried about, you know, how old is he now? 14. Yeah. Yeah, 14. Yep. So you got teenagers, got to help you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, good. Good. Any other little tidbits of information you'd like to, you know, as somebody that's been there and done that and succeeded in accomplishing any other little tricks of the trade? You said it's a, it's a journey. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you're off drugs, it doesn't mean your life's going to be instantly better. No, no. Um, as, as a matter of fact, the, the way I looked at it and the way I would tell other people to look at it that want to get clean or trying to get clean is it's kind of like a, a pyramid of misery. <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh, at the very tip of that pyramid is, is probably your drug addiction, which trickles down to all the other problems you have. Mm-hmm. So if you cut that top off the pyramid, you might be able to start working you know, that, that's definitely a monkey you don't want on your back. You can't fix everything else if you've got this hanging over your head. No functioning, high-functioning heroin addicts that I know of. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. <laughs> well, good. No, I, I appreciate you coming and telling your story so much. Like I said, stories like this are powerful. They're not even atypical, but just for people to see what it's like on the other side. And it's actually worth it. It is. And, and it doesn't mean your life is suddenly boring or anything. You've got a wonderful family, a wonderful life. Sure, sure. Buy your house, dealing with a teenager. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Dr. Lakin is a board-certified family medicine doctor with an emphasis in addiction medicine and over 25 years of experience. For addiction recovery services in the Wichita area, please visit www.centerforchangeks.com or visit samhsa.gov for a national directory of resources and recovery centers in your area. You can also find these links in the podcast description. Thank you for listening to the Lakin Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast. And remember, you've got this.